On this episode, we'll talk about the WWE and their new partnership with Peacock Universal, some AEW pay-per-view highlights, and the Hall of Fame induction. All of this and more on this edition of Tap Out Talk. Let's get right in. Revolution Rebound. AEW held its annual Revolution pay-per-view last Sunday night live on pay-per-view. And one of the things is this pay-per-view came with mixed results from the fan base. Um, In the main event, AEW promised a barbed wire explosion match between champion Kenny Omega and challenger Dean Ambrose. Or in AEW, as you guys know him, as John Moxley. This um, match was met with quite a bit of criticisms. Now, Kenny Omega did successfully defend his title against John Moxley. And I do believe that that was the right call. Um, Omega as champion definitely needs to be the face of the company for the wh- a while and be the head of the company. And one of the things, though, with a barbed wire explosion match is not a lot of people knew what to expect going into it. And what that basically is, is a match that was constructed by Kenny Omega. And the whole ring is surrounded with barbed wire. And then there are trash cans and baseball bats covered in barbed wire all laid about the ring and tables. And then what happens is each time a wrestler is thrown into the barbed wire, it connects with a trigger point that sets off an explosion. And a part of the ring would be blown up. And if after the duration of 30 minutes, the whole ring was actually designed to blow up and be exploded. So a lot of fans didn't know how AEW was going to pull this off and what they were going to give them. And I think what they really gave them was a fun gimmick match. I think before the ending, which we'll talk about here in a minute, John Moxley and Kenny Omega had a hardcore um, death match, if you will, and we're able to really just kind of let it go and have a little bit of that ECW Japan violence in some of the matches, which you could expect from some pay-per-view main events. Where the match fell short, though, I believe is the ending, because what happened was the ring was supposed to be blown up after 30 minutes, and as the countdown was going, the um, when the explosion finally went off, it actually just kind of was a dud. And it really, you know, you expected something epic and it just kind of ended up like this and uh, almost cartoon-like. And it was like almost like a cartoon drawing of an explosion that you would see on a episode of uh, Looney Tunes with Marvin the Martian. You know, here come, where's the boom? I needed the earth-shattering kaboom. And so what we had was fans going, it went off the air and fans were given a lot of criticisms Now, AEW did try to cover this up on Dynamite by saying, oh, well, Kenny Omega built this and he's not really a explosive technician and he was doing it more to scare Jon Moxley and they just kind of tried to play into the lackluster event because it was got bad reviews. I'm going to look at this match again 
because I think what happens is most people enjoy the match up to the point of the explosion, but then when they expected something amazing to happen, which was the explosion, it, they just didn't get what was delivered. And AW probably will be mindful in the future with these kind of matches to make sure that they don't overpromise and underdeliver. Another part of this pay per view was a revolution reveal. The big show, Paul White, last week on Dynamite, came out and said, in addition to his signing with AEW, that he is actually going to be announcing, and they announced that there will be a mystery Hall of Fame worthy signing to AEW at the Revolution pay-per-view. Well, the pay-per-view has come and went, and that man is no other than the instant classic Christian Cage, who is now all elite. I think that Christian is a very good wrestler. I think he loves the wrestling industry, and I think he is a great locker room guy, and I think he will do good for AEW to help them and help some of the mid-card to upper-card talent. What I do want the WWE uh, to be mindful of is all these talents that are coming over, um, WWE is letting them go out, like I was saying, but AEW, they got to be careful here to not get too many ex-WWE guys. Now, if I look, and I want them to bring in these guys with a plan. And so the mystery announcement did not bother me. I think sometimes us as fans expect bigger names and we expected CM Punk and we expected Brock Lesnar and we told ourselves like, wow, this is going to be an epic proportion. And then when we got Christian Cage, it was like, oh, okay. And But nobody has anything bad to say about Christian. It's just we were expecting a little bit more of a, a boom. And again, just like the main event, it didn't quite deliver all the way. Um, I do believe that I'm okay with Christian coming in as long as there is a plan. So, for example, in the past, AEW has brought in Chris Jericho, and there was definitely a plan. He was the new face of the product that got people involved. And he actually helped put over a lot of guys in the inner circle with a younger talent. John Moxley was brought in, the former Dean Ambrose, and he was brought in, and he is still a main event competitor. And then I see guys like Rusev, now known as Miro who really hasn't done much other than some tag team work. And I see guys like Sting, who has come in, who is a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame candidate. And Sting is doing some mentoring to a young Darby Allen, which I think is okay, but what's the long-term plan after that? And then I see the big show coming in, and he's going to do some commentating, and he's going to do a little bit of work behind the scenes. Well, now I'm a little worried with uh, Christian, because what is the plan with Christian? appears right now on Dynamite, they had him come out and he may be challenging Kenny Omega for the world championship, which I would like to see Christian not come straight in and get the top spot. I think that kind of cheapens up the AEW product a little. I would like to see him come in and have a few matches and kind of earn his way up to that title slot. I think Christian can still work. I think he can still be impactful. Um, I do feel that they have to be careful with how they use these guys. But is Christian Hall of Fame worthy? Yes, he is. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? No, I don't believe so. Though That goes to the guys that are like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker and uh, Kurt Angle. Those are all first ballot type guys. But I do feel that Christian is a Hall of Fame worthy candidate. So AEW did technically deliver, and it was a nice surprise. 
I'll be interested to see what they do in the future. Speaking of a Hall of Fame talk, the WWE has announced its first induction to the 2021 Hall of Fame class. And that announcement has come in the form of Molly Holly, who will be joining the Hall of Fame in the spring at WrestleMania weekend. Molly has had a very long WWE career and a consistent career as a female competitor. I loved her work as the superhero Mighty Molly with Hurricane Helms. I also have enjoyed her work after just as regular Molly Holly. I've enjoyed a lot of just her wrestling in-ring ability, and I felt she definitely contributed to the brand and the product that is the women's division. Interesting note on the Hall of Fame induction ceremony this year. Not only are we going to get the 2021 class that's going to be soon to be announced even further, but we're actually going to be getting the 2020 class from last year, their inductions and their into the ceremony. Due to the pandemic, we were not able to have a Hall of Fame ceremony. So the 2020 class will be involved in this ceremony as well. And I'll be interested to see how the WWE pulls this off. Uh, it's going to be a lot of people, but it, keep in mind, this WrestleMania weekend is going to last two nights. So they might do a couple nights of this. Um, just as a reminder, the 2020 Hall of Fame class, in case you forgot, includes Batista, the New World Order as a group, the Bella Twins, JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield, the British Bulldog, and Jushin Thunder Liger from Japan. So that's a pretty star-studded class right there. So more to come on the Hall of Fame inductions of this year. Our next story. A WWE superstar has requested his release. This is a growing trend right now with the product. There are a lot of WWE superstars that are starting to grow um, a little annoyed with working with the WWE in the locker room, in the conditions. And one of those superstars, as of Monday, Andrade Cien Almas has requested officially his release from the WWE. Andrade has also went as far to remove WWE from all his social media pages. And so I find this interesting because Andrade is a good, talented wrestler and definitely capable of his in-ring work. Um, he had Zelina Vega, who was his manager, to help with the microphone work. But as you guys know, Zelina was let go by the WWE back in the fall of last year due to uh, being very outspoken and not following the company's new policy guidelines on making money as a third-party person outside the WWE, which... Um, did make a lot of people in the locker room mad considering they since they are considered uh, individual contractors. And we'll get into that, and that's a whole other debate. But right now, Andrade, his, so Zelina Vega is not there for, to be his mouthpiece, and Andrade has asked for his release. Um, it surprises me because Andrade is the real-life fiancé of Charlotte Flair, which is the daughter of the nature boy Ric Flair. So you'd think Andrade would have a little more of a connection to the WWE and want to stay with his future wife um, and tour together and work together. So late breaking news as of Friday, which was yesterday, as of this recording, um, the WWE has denied Andrade's request for release. So this could go a couple ways. Um, if a guy's not going to show up to work, you know, uh, you're not going to be able to force him in there. However, the WWE could keep him locked under contract and see if they can either do one of two things. One, salvage the situation 
and hopefully they can work something out to, you know, maybe appease him and not let him leave. Or they'll just let him sit at home and that way he's off TV, he's forgotten, and then he's not as valuable when he hits the open wrestling market. So I'll keep you guys updated on this story. So as of right now, he wants out. He's done with the WWE, but the WWE has actually said, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. You're still under contract. So more to come on this. Our final story of the day, everything you need to know about Peacock Universal and their new partnership with the WWE. I wanted to get this story to you guys because this change is going to be and merger is going to be happening very quickly. As of March 18th, the WWE Peacock network partnership will officially begin. What that means is all of their streaming content will be over on Peacock Universal, the NBC streaming app. And they've reached a five-year deal for people in the United States to have the exclusive rights of their streaming content of their WWE products. So what this really means is if you want to continue to watch WWE pay-per-views and all the content you're used to on the WWE Network, you're going to have to sign up for NBC Universal Peacock. So um, one thing you should know if you currently have the WWE Network, it will remain active in the U.S. until April 4th. And that's probably just to help with the transitioning over. Now, there hasn't been a lot of information on this transfer, but I did want to do some digging and I found this for you guys first, just so you guys can let you know. Currently, the WWE Network users will have to create a new Peacock account to continue watching the content. So the first step is you got to go to the Peacock webpage and sign up for a Peacock account. When you do that, right now, Peacock will be offering a four-month of their service for $9.99. So what you're basically getting is about $2.50 a month for four months. So that is a way for the new WWE subscribers to come on board and entices them a little bit. And for that, um, after that, each month, it will be $4.99 after the initial four-month subscription offer. So it would be $4.99 a month. Currently, WWE Network... Subscribers are used to paying $9.99, so this will eventually go to a $4.99 tier. The one difference is there are ads on Peacock at $4.99. If you want to get rid of those ads, Peacock does offer a premium setup where you would actually, it's $9.99 and there are no ads. Either way, you are either paying the same amount of money or less money for the same service that is the WWE Network. What's really nice about it is you're getting all the Peacock movies and TV shows in addition. So for me, I know in my household, we're looking at this as a win because we're going to get to watch a lot of the NBC Universal products in addition to my WWE products, all for less money. So, or at least the same money if we want the ad free. So, um, do you want to let you guys know? Uh, Peacock on their webpage has stated that they will have limited content available for the first few months. That's why they're offering the uh, four months for the $9.99 because they have to get all of the WWE content uploaded to their webpage and it's over 17,000 hours of content. They will have um, all the pay-per-views streamed immediately and they will have a lot of the documentaries already there and they're going to slowly work at adding in the next couple months all the other products um, and to make sure it works well. I am curious to see, um, that's everything I have on the product, but I want to know what you guys have. 
Do you guys have Peacock and do you guys currently like it? What's it like? I'm going to be trying it myself this weekend. I've already just finished my sign-up actually this morning and I'm going to spend some time kind of streaming through it and seeing what all they offer on there. Um, hopefully the product runs well and the app runs well. But if you guys are experienced with it, you know, comment below and let me know. And I'm kind of curious myself to see what you guys think of it. So that is everything that I wanted to cover on episode two of uh, WWE and AEW tap, tap Out Talk. Thanks for watching. And remember to like, share, and subscribe. Greatly helps out my channel. And for now, we're just going to call this another episode and game over.